Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way. Because I am running. I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So... The Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> okay. I want you to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Desperate Spike Podcast. You like apples? Welcome into another edition of the Just Press Play Podcast. Kevin here, joined with the full crew. We got LJ Pops, Uncle Tony. The playoffs are here, boys. What's up? What up? What's up? All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, and all right. And LJ, the Broncos are what seed in the playoffs? Uh, 2025? <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um we got a lot to talk about. We, we The regular season is over. There are some coaching jobs open now in the NFL. We might rank uh, best worst coaching jobs open. Maybe uh, speculations about a coach mm. that is still technically with this team in New England, but maybe not for long. Uh, we'll get on all that. But I do, LJ, we have done this in a while, okay. and this isn't just for you to answer, but I need to We know where our bread's buttered here, yeah. <laughs> we do know where our bread is buttered. <laughs> I need to know, explain it to Kevin, how do noise cancellation headphones work? Oh, I can. Yeah, I can tell you everything about this. Because cool. like, so I have these, these in-ear head earbuds yeah. and you can hold them down mm-hmm. and it goes to not, not noise cancellation. And you hold it down, it goes back to noise cancellation. And like, sometimes if you take one out while it's noise cancellation and there's no music playing, it, I think it's given me some noise. I don't know. It can, how does it work? How does so, this work? Exactly what happens is sound is a pressure wave. Does that make sense? Okay. So uh, you can cancel out a pressure wave by having the inverse pressure wave. So where there's high pressure, put low pressure. Where there's low pressure, put high pressure. Does that make sense? Yeah. Starting to get a little too smart for Well, like a wave in the ocean, right? I guess if you send a big wave against a big wave, they cancel each other out. And then they, yeah, exactly. Um, Or if they're like at the right amplitude against each other, they can can build on each other and make giant tsunamis, right? So like- It depends on what, what the phase is of these waves. Let's assume middle school education here. <laughs> okay. Uh, which, which means we're not talking to Kevin anymore. No, we're actually, talking to the rest of us. I can do, yeah, I can do elementary school for Kevin. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, when you... Uh, when uh, So, your headphones have a microphone in them, and they okay. send the opposite of the sound you're hearing outside of the headphones into your ears. And so what your eardrum gets is the combination of the sound and the opposite sound. So it makes that sound go away. That sound turns into nothing. Does that make sense? They're like okay, bizarro yeah. earbuds. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, real, realistically, what you would be hearing if there wasn't the outside sound you would get that, be <laughs> bass. Yeah, I got it, too. Okay. I know bizarro. <laughs> uh, but I know because of Seinfeld. Uh, so... Uh, 
So uh, if you were just listening to the phase shifted uh, canceling, then it would sound like the sound that you're hearing, but it's the combination of the phase shift that makes them go into essentially nothing. Does that make any sense? Uh, I think so. A little yeah, bit. I mean, yeah. uh, I'm a little, you know, up in the clouds. I'm getting a little bit, a little loss in part of it. But I just, it fascinates me with these these headphones when I'm like, man, I'm really, I because then I was messing around with them with no music on, just turning it on and off. And it does kind of, I can still hear a little, yeah. but much less. Yeah. One seconds. of the things I want to actually look into is there, uh, so to make the opposite sound wave, you have to put, um, you know, you have to put loud noise. If a siren drives by me while I'm walking down the street, they're putting the opposite like amplitude and everything of the siren that I'm passing. So I, I'm one, I'm wanting to learn are my ears hearing both of these sounds and then just like canceling them. Or is there like a null signal hitting me? Because like, it could be damaging to the ears to have that siren happening twice and you just can't tell it's playing because your brain cancels it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's what I want to start Ooh. researching. I thought about this like two days ago. Okay, so for the listener out there, we're now, I don't know, three-ish, four minutes in. If it, at some point, maybe your first time here and you're like, well, they're a little above where I'm trying to think. Don't worry, we're only we'll getting get right dumber back from down here. There, baby. We're only getting dumber from <laughs> this <laughs> point on. So get ready. So here come the Just Press Play need Boys. To explain this to you? So, um, so yeah, please. With yeah, your with background? my background. Yeah, yeah. yeah we've noticed your background. background uh, with He's still that, celebrating you know, champions for the people. Uh, those out deafening there, football. Yeah, a fake. Sport. Those deafening um, <laughs> ear pods are earbuds are great for not having to listen to RuPaul's Drag Race while your wife is watching it <laughs> on TV and you want to look at at football statistics. So I can tell you that's what you <laughs> yeah, that's want what those sound deafening ear pods for is so you can turn out RuPaul. Good. There you go. Okay. Not that there's anything wrong with RuPaul. So then, I like wife, it, but so that. So wife can watch she what she wants to watch. Because, I mean, I I feel that, uh, that wife spends a lot of time letting yeah. you watch what the hell oh. you want to watch on <laughs> Saturday and <laughs> Sunday when football's on. So. so I think you could sacrifice whatever. I think RuPaul's, what, 30 minutes or an hour yeah. episode? Yep. So yeah, hour long, yep. You can't watch <laughs> you enough can't, RuPaul to make that I don't up, know. Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> I have watched a lot of Saturday morning depends, RuPaul. It depends, Pops. I've... I've been over to the to the to the green residence and it depends if we're counting that football's on every TV in the house because it's on. If you step into a room, you'll probably get at least one or two squares. That'll be a football game on. So. We're watching 48 and I love hours it. of I'm football not complaining. every Sunday. Yeah, I love it. Oh, OK. Let's speaking of football, let's talk about some. So I want to start here with there's a lot we could do um, from week 18, but I want to go first to that Bill's Dolphins game. On Sunday night. And I felt like you got the perfect microcosm of what the Bill season is. Good work. Josh Allen is a freaking roller coaster. Like yeah. when it's good, boy, it's good. But keep your hands and feet in at all time because this thing <laughs> could get a little bumpy. And, and he's, he threw the two interceptions both in the end zone. He had the fumble where he was like, he saw Christian Wilkins running right at him, decided, I'm about to shake this guy. And he didn't. But then later in the game, when they needed a first down, like third and 13, he just put on a Superman cape and ran it and ran over like mm -hmm. three defensive backs to get the first down to seals the game. And it's just, well, what was it? There was that, that like fourth and goal where he like hit a player in the helmet and it popped straight up into the air in the and perfect then the guy place for his guy to yeah. catch it. Yeah. Like part of me doesn't think that that's an accident. Like there's a piece of me that thinks he knew what he was doing there. <laughs> watching that game is like, I'm like, this is why like there's moments where I'm like, this is why the bills could get to the Super Bowl. <laughs> 
And then like a couple plays later, I'm like, this is also why the Bills could lose next week. In the wild card round. And yeah. at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers in the wild mm-hmm. card round. Mm-hmm. Because they're just it, it's he, he could be a flamethrower and just kill you, but he could also kill his own team and then mm-hmm. light fire. Tony, what what did you think about that game? If you want to talk more Bills or if you want to go towards the Dolphins and yeah, both, both teams, teams are in the playoffs. And I kind so. of wonder at what point it just seemed like to me watching that in the fourth quarter that Miami kind of did the resignation of well, shit, we're the wild card, and because I just didn't see that much additional effort. Their offense got just yeah, locked and, up and, in the second. And there half. are a lot of things working against them right now. So Mostert was out. Waddle is out. Uh, Tyreek has got a bum ankle. They're a bomb. They lost both their pass rushers, Chubb and. Well, which they might have fixed yeah. this week. Yeah, I don't we know, got to talk about that. What's that? Well, they signed yeah. a couple of people. Yeah, and so it's interesting. But man, I tell you what, just the worst case scenario for the Miami mm-hmm. Dolphins. But it just—it was just like, just like it's kind of like watching the Arkansas Razorbacks in the second half of the game against Auburn. They just went, ah, well, forget it. Well, why are we even here? Wasn't that bad. Wasn't quite that bad. That's what I kind of think happened to Miami is they just kind of gave it up and said, yeah, we'll see you next week. Well, and like you said, Tony, they're in the playoffs no matter what. But Pops, they had, if they win, they get to play against the Bills again, hosting them in Miami, and I believe 70-degree weather. But since they lost, they instead get to go to Kansas City, where as of right now, I think the game time temperature is expected to be around eh, one Degree with <laughs> the wind degree. chill in the negative, like 10 to 15. Ah, degree. So, yes, they're in the playoffs, but there was something to play for. And I I just I guarantee you those boys would much rather play in seven degree Miami than Kansas City. Kansas City <laughs> might rather play in seven <laughs> degree Miami. If they had the choice. Oh, so, yeah, Pops, wants to be in Kansas City I wanted to ask you, you talking about Josh Allen, does he remind you a little bit of Brett Favre? I mean, yes, it, Brett Favre, but it, with Josh Allen or with like Lamar with Jackson's legs, running ability yeah. or yeah, something. Yeah, That's with insane. more running ability. But I mean, I think I don't see him winning a lot of Super Bowls because there's the good and the bad, but he'll win one. Because you got to put four, he's that good. Um, it's just, it's so <clears throat> he can lose any game. And when you have four playoff games where you got to basically play close to perfect, it's going to be tough. And I was kind of looking. So since they fired Ken Dorsey, they went six and one and made the playoffs. But their offense actually hasn't gotten any better since Ken Dorsey, since they made the change. They've actually, in, in like the EPA and some of those offensive success rates, has dropped a little. But they're running the ball better. And as Tony's talked about for weeks with James Cook, and then the defense is playing better. And Josh Allen is turning the ball over less, even with that three turnover game he had the other night. Right now, is turning the ball over less. But just watching the game, you know, and I don't think you can change that, Tony. I, I think you can you can tell them, just like they did before the half, where Sean McDermott was upset going into half, where he's like, they threw the ball, they had no timeouts, and they were going to try to take one more shot at the end zone and kick or kick a field goal. And Josh Allen threw it short of the end zone, and the guy gets tackled. And they asked McDermott what happened there, and he's plain and simple. He seemed pissed off, and he was like, "You just can't throw that ball. You can't. We we knew going into that, you can't throw it in the field of play. It's either in the end zone, or you don't throw it. You throw it away." And so I, that's where I think. You can preach and preach and preach to Josh Allen not to turn the ball over, but you just that's not how Josh Allen is. He's he's reckless and sometimes yeah, it's good and, and sometimes and it's and not. I'll say this him. about Brett Favre that, that compares because I thought the same thing, Liv. Um it is Brett Favre was reckless, but it was reckless with a purpose. I think Josh Allen is kind of just reckless, period. And you can't fix stupid. And and so that's just stupid. And uh you know, I don't know what to say. I, don't make that – that's poor decision-making. When Brett Favre would would do a pass and he'd get intercepted, like, what do you think? At least it had a purpose. You know what I mean? 
And it, it, you say, okay, yeah, I understand. He was trying to fit that window and it didn't work. Josh, I was like, there's no window to fit in here, man. Just throw it away. You're ahead. And ah. What reminds me in the game they lost to the Eagles where they had the Eagles beat and they're in their own side of the field and like they're like second down. He forces this ball into double coverage and gets picked off and like lets the Eagles, gives them life back in the game. It's just like, he just can't turn it off. He, it's him. That's how he plays all the time. And he's awesome. He, at, at times, he looks like the scariest guy to defend. Because also, when he starts running, I mean, he's almost as scary running as like a Lamar Jackson. And then he can make some of those throws that we see Patrick Mahomes make. You know I mean, what? It's a crazy. I'd say this. What I he think can if do. you gave him a pair, of, a pair of scissors and some zip ties, he would still find a way to screw that up. <laughs> I, I just don't think you can trust Josh Allen. I just don't think you can trust him. So you wouldn't want to uh, as your your football team's quarterback, Tony? But, I mean, who's your football team? Who's my football team? Kansas City. I mean, you're not replacing no, Mahomes, I, I guess. I don't know that I'd replace Dak Prescott, but I mean, not Josh Allen. Could you you, you wouldn't replace no. Dak Prescott for Josh Allen? We're talking about know, I mean, Dak kinda, Prescott, who like continually makes the stupidest plays possible yeah. in the most important moments of his career. Well, LJ's on it. They are very much in the same mold. I'll uh, I'd push back. No, only only in the important moments does he make terrible decisions. Only Where Josh Allen makes them every week. <laughs> yeah, he makes. You know what you're getting with Josh Allen. Josh Allen make, might make it in the second quarter with Dad, three minutes left. To you the know? NFC Championship game for him to just absolutely melt down on fourth and long. Um, there's some truth to what he's saying there, Fourth and long, there, fourth I mean, and long is your, uh, your, yeah. it's kind of a tough situation. I know, I know and then he's going to good... find the way to make it worse possible. That's just that's what Dak does. He's really good at it. A quick a quick aside. You mentioned uh, Josh Allen is gives you Brett Favre, and that uh, people have said that a lot about gunsling. It reminds me of Brett Favre. I know people say it about said about Roma at times. <clears throat> who who do people say that about? Like with Brett Favre, I'm asking the two the two elders. Who did they here. say Brett Favre reminded them? Who of did they like? Who's playing? the guns? Yeah, who was the gunslinger before Brett Favre? Or did Brett Favre kind of was the first I, one? That I got a guess. State a starter. Yes. What like I'm, Stabler, I'm there, maybe? Right? Would you say uh, Stabler, Brent maybe, Tony? If you want to go way back. I was going to say Tarkington. Tarkington? That's yeah, what I was yeah, going to say. Yeah, but okay. yeah. Because the reason you don't see a ton of them, because you got to be really good to be able to make those mistakes and I, still be the starter. Yeah, yeah. and I like say it. this because people are, don't, I don't want anybody to take this as a homer thing, but. Like yeah. Jameis Winston's a gunslinger, yeah. but he's not a yeah, good no one, no one's well, saying he's Brett Favre, yeah. And we probably talk about him. Yeah, later. Randall talking about him. Roger Staubach was the original gunslinger. Um. Yeah, yeah he was fair. a gunslinger because okay. he's the first he first quarterback mm-hmm. to to really work from the shotgun since the forties. So um, he invented a play where you say a prayer right before Mary. you throw it. That's so. right. So <laughs> yeah, I, but yeah, but Favre is true is a true gunslinger. There, I'll think of somebody else though. He's probably right, well, the just, truest though. Him and and maybe now Josh Allen, but Brett Favre is the. Is the canon like the exemplar modern, of what a gunslinger is? Like, if you want to modern, know what that is, modern era Brett of the Favre. quarterback, Brett Favre said it as gunslinger. That's absolutely right. Who was that? Burt was it? Burt Jones at Indianapolis. Do. do you remember him? He was a very talented, great arm, and he seemed like he had some gunslinger in him. Um, well, but then right, we're anyway, getting into on. like we're getting into like Jay Cutler territory, where Cutler was a gunslinger, but like he wasn't Jake the Snake Plumber. Yeah. yeah. Now wait, let, let's not let's not search his name. Anywho, <laughs> anyway, <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> um, moving on a little, um, comeback king. If I, if uh, pops, if I had to take out right now, you can't choose 
the Ravens and you can't choose the 49ers. <clears throat> is it still ch- I I think the Cowboys are probably the pick of most overall team they get to play at home, but I don't trust them. St- and they did what they're supposed to do against Commanders. They won big. How do you feel about the Cowboys right now going in? They'll play the Packers in Dallas on Sunday. I mean, I, the Cowboys have a chance. There, there's no question. I, I, what you've been, they've been able to be run on. I mean, that that's shocking. They, you can really run on them. Yeah. Well, um, and it's because they, their linebackers they kind of went to this almost yeah. like safeties are playing linebacker, and then the linebackers that are there are just thinner. And so that I think the Cowboys pretty much to win. They got to play from ahead. They got to play from as soon the, as you in front. As soon, and the Bills, the Bills played in a way they don't usually. Even though Tony's been saying for weeks now that the Bills are getting James Cook more involved, the Bills went to that Cowboys game and said their weaknesses. We can pound the ball on them. We're just going to keep doing. It. Even though it's fun with Josh Allen, we're just going to keep handing it off. And they just dominated. I think the Cowboys can get beat like that any given week. But it's just can that offense get ahead? Can they get up by seven or so to where you can't just play that? ground and pound football because they don't stop the run. I, I'm totally with you. Their pass yeah. defense gets susceptible at times, but it's really that run defense that I don't trust. So we're picking who wins the, the Super Bowl outside of the number one seeds. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say Dallas and Kansas City, I think, if you – well, you know what? If I have to – yeah, I'm going to say Dallas again. I was going to say Buffalo because I, 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 I don't know. They could go on a roll, and Josh Allen is that good. But I'll say Kansas City and Dallas if I have to not choose the two number one. LJ, what you got? Um, I'm a, I'm gonna uh, for the AFC lean Buffalo because uh, what you mentioned they they've lost some uh, efficiency on the offense, but I think that's going to happen in 2023 when you uh, start running the ball effectively. Like it's a passing uh, time, so if you're not getting 14 yards per play, then like you're inefficient. I think the Bills might have some some meat on that bone and they're relatively healthy. Um, NFC, I'm kind of honestly a little worried about the Lions still. I feel like the Lions are kind of a meaty team. It was a bummer to see Sam Laporta get hurt. Yeah, I, I don't That's I don't think bad. his ACL was torn, but it looks like he's probably out a few Bone weeks. Bone bruise and hyperextended is what and they have. I, I, don't, I didn't mind them. Real quick on that, Tony, did you mind the Lions playing starters in that game? Hell yeah, I did. That was stupid. That was absolutely <laughs> see, stupid. I, and, well, you look, got money on the Rams. You want the, that, right? <laughs> They played before Look, the Cowboys and before the Eagles, and if both those teams lose, they become okay. the two seed. So the Eagles mm. lost. But yeah, what, they, Eagles, what is wrong? Yeah, with we need to talk about that in a second. But yeah. okay, so here I, I'll answer your other question in a second. But you asked me this directly, so um, yeah. you look at well, I just the had a feeling you would have a strong. If you're opinion. Dan Campbell, and I I get what he's trying to say. We play football. We come out. We're tough people. <laughs> That's ridiculous in the NFL because what are the odds? The odds of the of Dallas losing to Washington and Philadelphia for losing. a second there. Washington was a little frisky in the second the quarter, odds, and Philly though, looked if terrible. You looked at the analytics, and the NFL's all the guy goes for fourth down more than anybody else. The analytics are, for somebody's doing that. You got to look at it and say, look, we don't. That's really not worth the risk of me putting Amon Ross St. Brown. Sam Laporta, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, Gibbs, Jerry Jared Goff, Goff, Aiden Hutchinson at a at a injury that could take them out of the playoffs. And guess what? It fucking did. Sam Laporta, who's one of his top two uh, uh, targets, it could be back. He's had one of the best ever. rookie tight end could seasons be back, ever. But now yeah, it's this. probably not. It's, it's stupid. 
Absolutely stupid. Didn't change a thing. LJ says he wants to retort. LJ, I mean, I'm going to hard disagree just from the aspect of uh, if you've watched Peyton Manning play for the Colts uh, and every year it seemed like they were able to rest their starters for three whole fucking weeks and then they go into the playoffs and look just like completely out of sync. I think you I think, you know, in, in, in the NFL, you need to be consistently hot. And so I, I understand the risk of injury, but like you've got to be playing your football game going into the playoffs. Unless you got that that buy, if you've got that buy, then like maybe you can hold off and like just trust that you're going to get it together in the two weeks of practices you essentially have. But if you're if you're playing next week, you got to stay hot. So injury is a risk there. You're just going to have to take I, okay. that. Okay, LJ's right. You know what can I say? He's right. <laughs> but the thing is, the thing is, I, I agree with that. Well, that's well, a tough decision because I do think you need to, especially the way they lost last week. Like, get that taste out of your mouth and let's go, let's go win this game. And there's a chance we get to play in Detroit if Dallas yeah. squanders this and Eagles squander. I get that the the likelihood of both of them losing was very, very I, low. But on that same token, what Tony's saying, it could have been Jared Goff could have got hit funny. Amon Ra could have tweaked his ankle. Absolutely, I mean, David yeah. Montgomery could have got a concussion. And all of a sudden, I, maybe he's out. I mean, Pops, where are you at? Real quick, I want to get Pops. Do, what are you? I, I'm on I'm on LJ's side on this because if, if there is something to play for, you play to win the game. And they, they were playing for a home field advantage in the second round, uh, potentially. And I, so and, – and who would have thought that Philly would have yeah, lost to – Yeah, Eagles uh, did end up losing. Like, the Cowboys were more likely to lose, in my opinion. So. Me too. Me too. So, I think I think you play them, and, and I hate the injury. I thought about that with the Cowboys when they were going into the fourth quarter, I think, and they were up quite a bit on Washington. It's like, pull them, pull them, pull them. And, and I might have pulled them a little quicker, but I don't know. You, I, I'm with LJ on this, and I think, Dan Campbell, you, you play you, 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 you play to win the game if there's something to gain. No, Tony, last word, finish this off on this conversation. <laughs> Fuck you, you're right, yeah. I hate it. You Fuck could play with it. Let them run, do the pregame, get to the first quarter, get them revved up, get them heated up, get them in the rhythm, and get them out. Second quarter max, just get them out, and, and you're done. And you can say, well, Tony, they could have got hurt in the first quarter. What's the difference? You might as well play my whole game. But it's less likely. Yeah. It's it's a quarter of the likelihood. I'm yeah. just saying. <laughs> so, Tony, if you had to choose one team that wasn't the Chiefs, I mean, not Chiefs, Whoa. sorry, I'm not trying yeah. to lead you anywhere. Oh, one seed. If you had to choose one team that wasn't the Ravens Chiefs. or the 49ers to win the Super Bowl, who would you choose? Uh, the Rams and the Browns. Whoa. Wow. Well, wow. I want to say, to, to tag on to that, I think the Texans-Brown game is yeah. something to watch this week. Because one of those teams, whoever wins that, is going yeah. to hurt some so, people. You want to you hear something interesting? Yeah. So, Tony, just real quick, and then I want to get your reasoning. Most of the choices we said, so looking at, I'm looking at MGM odds right now. The top two, 49ers and Ravens at 225 and 325. Then the Bills are three. Cowboys, four. The mm-hmm. Rams are way down below the Texans, below the Browns, below the Lions. Wow. I mean, the Rams are at plus 5,000. So... Wow. Talk to us. So, I mean, I give give us something here. Ago. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, you yes, did. Did you put in a ticket? Uh, yeah, you did. Yeah, we talked about it on the air. He said Rams That's a juicy Ravens, ticket right uh, now. They could win this week. No, yeah, I might I just become a Rams fan. Here's the thing. I think the Cowboys got a bad draw because of all the teams they could have played, I think the Packers are going to give them trouble, and here's why. The Cowboys, the, the, the Packers, their weakness is run defense, and the Cowboys can't run the football. And 
the Packers, Jordan Love has the most confidence of just about any other quarterback in the league other than Joe Flacco. Jordan Love's playing really well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. They're and hunting. that offense is Aaron just humming. LaFleur's got them really You hunting. can run against the Cowboys. Yeah. He can run and catch. They don't have what it takes to keep him from having 50-50. If you want to do a parlay. In Christian Watson back, he I mean, he's played, probably, probably he's not. Could tear but even without Christian, this is the thing that makes them great. They do have um, uh, Musgrave back. So they've got two Jayden really Reed's good tight, awesome. rookie oh, tight ends. And this is the thing that could get them. Rookie tight ends, rookie uh, wide receivers. But they're playing phenomenal. They're just they're super young. They are really – if they get out to a lead, which we've all talked about, sometimes the Cowboys will kind of be asleep at the wheel. If they get in there and get a 7 nothing lead or 10-3 to or something, or they get smacked and get back, I think the Packers can give the Cowboys problems just because of that, that matchup. I know it's a 7-point spread, 7.5-point spread, something like that, but, man, I I think the Packers can, can do some damage here. And I – Conversely, I think the Rams match up really well against Detroit, especially if Sam, all kidding aside, if Laporta is not at 100% or, or out, that changes things that changes for the Lions that they kind of tilt. Sure. Uh, they certainly can run the football, but I don't know that I want to run the football against Aaron Donald in the playoffs. And so I, I think we've seen Jared Goff much better at home, but these are both indoor teams, and I don't think he has an, an advantage like he would on others. And so – I think the Rams can come through because I think it's cleared for them. And, the, and they showed that they can beat the 49ers and because um, they played with them. And they played with them earlier. And they have that threat of they can run the football with Kyron Williams, the ball uh, with Co- Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. And now with Robinson uh, playing the best he's ever played in his eight-year career, these guys can play football. Watch out. I also want to yeah. say that that might be the most interesting storyline of the playoffs uh, so far is the uh, Stafford Goff matchup in the yeah. Motor City. Like, I'm yeah. so well, yeah. the so the NFL. So they got Tyreek Hill going back to Kansas mm-hmm. City. They, they got Stafford it. going back. They got the Packers coming to play Mike yeah. McCarthy. I mean, the NFL. I, they they are just licking their and chops. They got, oh, man, this they is got awesome. Flacco versus CJ Stroud, which seems like a really interesting story to me too. Like. The old guard and the, the that is, is like rookie, yeah. wow. the only game that well, doesn't the Browns, matter story. The Browns were the team that got Deshaun Watson from yeah, it's the, the Texans. Deshaun and Watson bowl and he's not even playing. <laughs> <laughs> so the only game that doesn't like matter storyline wise is the Steelers and Bills. Everything else is really Give interesting. Give me Tomlin's last game. Yeah. Well, and, oh, actually, I'm, you you want to know why it might be interesting? Is uh, so correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, the Chiefs with Andy Reid and Mahomes have never won an away playoff game. I believe that's correct. And so uh, something that might have to happen this year is they have to win an away playoff game to make it to the Super Bowl. Unless Tomlin goes on a fucking tear and makes it to the AFC championship game. And then Kansas City gets to play at home for the entire playoffs. I don't think the Steelers are going. I don't either. But like Tomlin's Tomlin, you know, you never know with that fucker. He got him to the playoffs. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. He did. I, with, with the fact Mason that they're Rudolph. here is is beyond my expectations immensely. That's yeah, good. Um, so we 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 just talked about how I guess our winner this week is the the NFL just getting a great schedule for the playoffs. It worked out great for them. I think the loser this week I, it's got to be unanimous. What the hell, Jaguars? They were eight and three, and I was over here putting in my top five and telling you how good the Jaguars were. 
And if you'd have told me at that point, you could have told me a lot of things, but if you just said they'd have lost the AFC South, yeah. I would have laughed you out of the building. They finished nine and eight. Their only win in that stretch was when CJ Beathard played, but it was because they're playing the Panthers who stink. And then they go to the Titans where the Titans are playing for nothing. Jaguars are playing for everything. And the Titans are just they played harder and better. Yeah, just, I, and then there was a, there was a there was a text in the Shout text message that we have. Yeah, Mike Vrabel, who then gets fired from the Titans, and I think he's probably number one on probably a lot of teams' coaching candidates. Did he get fired? Uh, Vrabel got fired? He got fired, yes. Yeah, not fired. Fired. Wow. Wow. So, and Tony, I think it was you, but we had in our text thread, there was the question asked, is Trevor Lawrence maybe not that good? (laughs) What do you think, Tony? I don't think he's – he's not great. I, you know, when he came out from Clemson, we thought this. He's supposed to be like one of the best prospects we've ever seen. There's, we've, he can run. He's big. He can be a pocket passer. He can be a Lamar Jackson. He could be a Josh Allen. He could be a, a, a Mahomes. He had all those things combined. He's not living up to it. I, I think he's a bust. I, I'm going to say he's a good quarterback, but he has yet to prove that he's a great quarterback because here was the perfect opportunity. I, hey, gutsy kid! Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's played through some stuff, but he can't make the he can't make the throw when he needs to make it. He, he's just not there. So you think this is more of a Trevor Lawrence thing than a Doug Peterson thing? And coach, that's what I'm wondering. How much of the blame goes on Doug Peterson? Like if we're doing a pie, uh, you here, know, where are we giving Peters? Where are we giving? And you don't have to put all Doug Peterson. You can say it is a conundrum if you want. And I would put this out there. So it is a conundrum. And I think I would put it out to you gentlemen. So you have two choices here was, is Doug Peterson a fraud because he got lucky with Nick Foles and won a Super Bowl? The greatest quarterback of all time. Or is Trevor Lawrence option a not what he was uh, drafted to be. He does. He is not worth the draft capital that was expended on him. I think you've got those two things there. Now, Trevor's, you, you know, well, you know, if you can't, if you can't do it with uh, the, you know, the, the bar owner from uh, Ohio State, then I don't know who you can do it with. <laughs> so, I think to your question, I don't think Doug Peterson is necessarily a bad coach, but I think that Super Bowl was, and any Super Bowl is a Super Bowl. I mean, whatever he can, he got that ring for the day he dies, but. It was a little fluky to me. I, I, I just, I think they just got hot. And we Nick know the NFL on the is kind of a get hot. Going to be, yeah. It was the same way I was about Eli Manning for a while, but he won two. So when you win two, I can't keep calling you fluky. Mm-hmm. No. But Doug Peterson didn't win another one. And I, I had a fun, a friend of mine who I work with. He's a Jaguars fan. Poor guy. Oh, and <laughs> he, how does that happen? Yeah. <laughs> he told me that in his, in his. The, the version of online social media that he follows, because he got a lot of, he's on Jaguar, you know, Twitter and stuff. There, a lot of Jaguar fans are really worried that Trevor Lawrence is about to be their version of Matt Stafford, where he's a really good quarterback, went to an awful organization. He's going to get to leave at some point and probably go win a Super Bowl as soon as he goes to a new organization because he's really good. The Jaguars are just the Jaguars and they can't have nice things. And I was like, I that, that, I could see it because I still think Trevor Lawrence is. Fine. And I like you mentioned it. He's gutsy, plays through a lot. He comes back through a lot. And I, I just something's weird. I just don't love their coaching there. I, I, I don't I don't have a 
Exactly. I think why. you I just. I think you run it back to LJ's deal about leave, you know giving a coach a little time. I think you run it back yeah. with these two yeah. and see. That's, that's probably yeah. I think yeah. you're. you're and that's what back. it sounds like. They fired like six assistants and the defensive coordinator. <laughs> Mostly they fired defensive coaches, and so that tells me, Doug Peterson's an offensive guy. So that kind of tells me they're not fired. I mean, I think you'd fire everybody if you were already doing your firing yeah, coach. So- yeah. So it seems like they're running it yeah. back so with Doug Peterson. I can yeah. hear I, I can hear Prestige Worldwide in my ear mm-hmm. right here saying, "Look, the kid is he he yeah, this guy he hadn't had an offensive coordinator, the same offensive coordinator back to back. See what see see what happens like when you give him that you. opportunity. Maybe you should listen yeah. to that voice in your ear. Yeah. I, I can hear that. I mean, I'll just go ahead and throw out that I've been a, a Trevor Lawrence hater since his freshman year of college. So like, this is true. Yeah. LJ chose <laughs> very well. He's like, you know what? That guy, I'm going to be a hater. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I've been hating on this guy for a long time. So my opinion is not just to throw it out there. Um, I want to get on head coach, like some of the head coaching vacancies. Oh, real quick. Touch on the games on Saturday. I don't think they're going to have a long playoff run because I'm worried about how they're going to play against the Browns. But C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryan's job well done oh, in yeah. Houston. I did not expect them to be ten and seven. And they they won the division, right? right. Houston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either way, yeah. they they got into the playoffs. See, the only on way an Saturday. AFC South team could make the playoffs is winning the division. <laughs> well, there was a world where if the Jaguars would have won, Jaguars win the division, I think, and Texans get in the playoffs. Either way, that Saturday one got them in the playoffs mm-hmm. for sure. Saturday win, but. It's CJ Stroud's offensive rookie of the year, right? I mean, do yeah, we, no, I, think I don't yeah, know. You can't even above. really argue. Uh, There's a Puka couple Nakua of good receivers, but not, so they I didn't do it. Could, yeah, Puka Nakua would be in the Stroud. conversation. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. I think so. <laughs> and then D'Amico Ryan's coach of the year, or or maybe that guy in Indianapolis. Uh, uh, but I think with D'Amico Ryan's beating him and winning the probably, division, probably, I think you yeah. might give it over. Shane Steichen, though, has been good. And then there's there's Stefanski, who you could argue. I mean, losing Nick Chubb and playing with just like quarterback roulette until they found Flacco. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see who else we'd even mention. Sean Payton? (laughs) 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 He got him to the playoffs again. Staring Russell Wilson in the eye and saying, Uh, you're gone. That took a lot of guts. Also, just a quick aside, we talked about this. I think we did on the pod, but we're talking about receivers. And Puka Nakua broke the receivers, the record for receiving yards as a rookie, and he beat Bill Groman from 1960. (laughs) It's crazy, these stats of like the best receiving game. Like the Bill Groman did it going 14. He did just under, he was nine yards less than Puka Nakua with 30. Three less catches. He was getting twenty yards a catch. The dude was and he had twelve touchdowns. I wonder how much that has to just do with because I was just thinking the the answer is like you would expect Houston it to be Oilers. like a like a Reggie Wayne or something. But then Reggie Wayne had a Marvin Harrison his rookie year. So like yeah. it's it's because there was one receiver on the football team back in the sixties. You know maybe that's the answer. For for what it's worth, Bill Groman went on to play five years, and the next year he had eleven hundred yards, and then after that he never eclipsed five hundred yards. So he. He was, I don't know, I guess he was more of a just a crazy rookie year. But it it just blows my mind when we look at some of these rookie numbers and we always like, oh, well, it's a passing league now and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, it's well, because you got, still receivers. you got like four deep and wide receivers of people that can get, you know, a good 400 yards per season. Yeah. Just wild. Um, Pops, I'm, I just know you probably have an opinion here and the game doesn't matter because both teams missed the playoffs. But the Saints were playing the Falcons. 
Arthur Smith got fired after the game, rightfully so, because he stunk all year and then got blown the heck out. Oh, I didn't when even the know the score of that game when he was playing the Saints. Um, it was forty-one to seventeen. The Falcons get an intercept, or the, the Saints, excuse me, get an interception. And the guy's running back. It almost looks like the guy running back's not trying to score. Like he's trying to be like tackle me so we can run out the clock. Then the Saints come out there. They line up in victory formation, but they decide to run the ball. James Winston hands it off to Jamal Williams to get his first touchdown of the season, only touchdown of the season. After the game, Derek Allen and James Winston both said the call was a kneel. That's why we're in victory formation. But James Winston made a team decision. (laughs) And by team decision, it was a James decision. But to get Jamal Williams, who is one of the favorites in the locker room. He's a leader in the locker room. He's a favorite in every locker room he's been in. Yeah. And they wanted to get him a touchdown. Thoughts, Pops? You start us off. Uh, then just go hand the ball off to, to him and let him kneel it or something. I, I think that was a dumbass call by Jameis Winston. I think we've I, – I think we may have seen the last of him in the NFL. I thought it was a dumb call. I thought – I'm not a fan of Arthur Smith, but I could see why he was pissed off. Um I you think know, he was now, pissed now, one, because said, he knew he was getting fired, but two, I think it's a little Bush League. I think it's Bush League. Now, but, but again, I would go to the adage, if you don't like it, stop him. Yep. You know, but that said, usually, I still think it was Bush usually League. Usually I'll fall in that line, but when you like – You're in victory players, formation. You're, right. Offensive players get pissed when they line up in victory formation. The game's over and the defensive and you guy like, comes up. off and pops the center. Yeah. So you come in victory formation. You're basically telling the defense, hey, we're just running out this game. And then it'd be one thing if Jameis was like, no, yeah. we're not getting victory. Let's line up an eye for him. We're giving this ball to Jamal. Okay. At least the defense knows they're, they're actually playing. But to fire off, that's just reckless. That could hurt someone. And Best term you I, just said was Bush League. It was Bush League. You know, I think, Tony, sure. do you have thoughts on it? I mean, where, where are you at on this? And I'm actually a Jameis Winston. I kind of like Jameis so, Winston, but I, I don't like this. If you can find it on YouTube, you need to see the Jameis Winston interview. It's really – the three-minute yeah, interview or four-minute really interview, this whatever it is, explaining it. He gets it is so comedy. lost. It's just funny. You mean the team's decision? You mean the team's decision? Are, are you saying that was the <laughs> team? Are you telling the team? Here, the team's all around. Is this Tell a new Allen Iverson it was, moment? It was, it was strange. It's just it, – it, it is worth watching. I'm telling you, it's there's going to be watching. a lot of memes made out of that. Um, but um, the, <laughs> I don't mind the touchdown – I do mind that they were in victory formation. If Jameis was going to make that decision, yeah, line up an eye and just say, hey, guys. And I like the fact that yeah. Jamal Williams got to score. Here's a guy that had 17 touchdowns the year before, hasn't scored yet. Get him his touchdown. And they basically moved him to like a fullback. Yeah. They, they didn't have him in the same position that he typically is in. And and he's a just really good teammate it. and just does it. So I understand, understand wanting to get him a touchdown. Yeah, but just, just don't, don't ride up in the victory formation. formation. So those guys are like, huh? What? What are we doing? And so it's like, oh, let's get Jamal one. That's why you could tell the defense, hey, we're going to get Jamal one. What do they care? They don't. It's not like they have some incentives to say if you score less than forty-seven, you get a bonus. They don't have anything like that. <laughs> so, so that part. It, two second thing. There's three things. That second thing is Atlanta and New Orleans do not like each other. It is a rivalry. They hate each other. And and have for a long time. So um, uh, one of the ways the Dirty Bird got started was against the Saints. So they mm-hmm, they true. don't like each other. So kind of like okay, that's going to really set up some cool games next year. And third, Arthur Smith is an asshole. I am so glad he got fired. <laughs> he needed to be fired. And and normally I'm like, you know, everybody deserves a chance, but this guy's an idiot. 
And to go out there and do what he did, just 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 put the exclamation point on how stupid he is as a head coach. I hope he gets another defensive coordinator role. I want his family to get fed. Awesome. I, you I, haven't I made it clear though. Did you have Bijan Robinson? I did in have Bijan Robinson like. in fantasy. <laughs> LJ, do not even bring a fantasy to him because then we'll be here for thirty years. Yeah, but <laughs> it, it, the thing is, that was so unprofessional. The thing about about NFL, you don't do that to the other coach, and because now he looks like an idiot. Because Dennis Allen's like, "Look, man, I didn't call that. I didn't call it. He can't say anything." For Arthur Smith, that's a reason why he doesn't need to be a head head football coach. I'm glad he's fired. He shouldn't have done what he did. If he had a problem with it, if if he had a problem with it, he could call Dennis later and say, hey, look, MF, what the hell? That was so uncool. But by then, Dennis would have kind of, look, man, we called the victory formation. I'm sorry. But even in the – when they met in the middle of the field, I kind of, which I don't think Dennis Allen, or yeah, Dennis Allen's a great head coach either, but I kind of felt bad for him knowing what we knew afterward because even he was like, you're, you're right. I, you're right. I, I, I don't like what just happened. I, and so you, if you're James Winston, you just yeah. put your coach Parker. in a bad spot because yeah. you, yeah. you did that victory for uh, Anyway, Kevin, you and I think if I'm a coach, you were the time in Little League football when that guy kept kicking uh, uh, onside kick kickoffs all game long, and they were up like thirty five to nothing or whatever at the end, <laughs> and he kicked another onside uh, kickoff, and the, the, I the had to say a little something to him at the moment. end of the game. Yeah, I did. I said, "Hey, you son of a bitch!" It's Bush League. <laughs> he didn't like it, but uh, Tony. Not only did they not win a lot, but Arthur Smith used his first round pick the last three years on offensive players who all seem to be really good offensive players and did not utilize him. And he's an offensive coach. So you pretty much sign your own death warrant when that yeah. happens. So it, it, he's out as head coach. We'll see where the, the Falcons go from here. But that gets us to a fun conversation where we can look at some of the coaching vacancies. And for this game, I guess before we get to this, I, I kind of want to look at best and worst job available. How do we want to treat the Patriots' job? Because as we're recording this, Bill Belichick is still the head coach there, but there's a lot of murmurs well, and rumors. That the first question is: Does anybody ways. here think that Bill Belichick would leave his no. position? To what? What do you? Like, You're to saying retire? if Kraft asking you can resign or get fired? Well, or do you think like another team can offer him a job and he'd go? I think I and think he'd go. Uh, Belichick is going to retire a Patriot. That's my. I guy. disagree. Okay. I, it, it, I, I think he wants Sheila's record. Um, he wants. She's Sheila's fourteen record. wins away from Sheila's record. He wants, I think he wants Sheila's record. record. That's like seven that's seasons two mediocre with the Patriots. Seasons. <laughs> 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 with the Patriots. I, but that's two yeah. seven win seasons. Yeah. And so, and I, I think Robert Kraft is probably uh, he seems to be a, a good owner who likes a massage. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, he, but he, um, <laughs> oh, but I think that he, oh, had to throw but that I think though there. that he's going to have enough respect for the game that he knows what Bill Belichick has meant, not only to the Patriots, but to the NFL. He's probably going to give Bill the choice and say, Bill, look, we, we, we've got to make a change. We, I've got to make a change. Do do you want to resign? Do or do you want me to, Fire you, or do you want me to trade you? And I said, and and because and, I'm assuming that he could go to, and that's how he got to the Patriots, right? He was traded to the Patriots. He could be traded to the Chargers for a seventh round pick. Um, but let's just say you're the Chargers. Like the the Bill Belichick era has been losing seasons until Tom Brady showed up, 
and then winning seasons and then Tom Brady leaves and then losing seasons. Like, I don't know that I'd give up a lot to get no, Belichick, especially at this the age. Chargers have a quarterback. <laughs> of all those that, teams, I don't think Belichick's. So what's to interesting to me is I don't think Belichick's a bad coach. I think what we've seen is he's a bad. He, and I, this is gonna. Can he set his pride aside? He's lost his GM ability. He's not a good GM anymore. His, between he hasn't been one for a while. Yeah, for a good six or seven years yeah. at least. And he's not good at his signings. Haven't made a whole lot of sense. And his draft picks haven't worked. That his great. assistants oh, also okay. go some. and fail everywhere they go. So, like, does he actually have a good system, or did he just have good players? Like, I it's so would Belichick that then Belichick's got to answer question because I think if I'm an organization, like say I'm the Chargers, I'm probably if I'm interested in him, I'm going. Hey, we really want you, but we we really like our new GM we're bringing in. He's going to be the GM. You'll have a say. Like you'll help us out in the war room for the draft and stuff, but you're right now at the Patriots. He is the drafter. He makes the call. And so I wonder if Bill Belichick, who is arguably the best coach to ever coach in the NFL, would he be willing to say, okay, I'll do that. Cause I do think he wants to win. And I still think a part of him wants to prove cause it, it's starting to look more and more. And I don't think he was a product of Tom Brady. I think they both helped each other, but it's looking the argument of this was Brady winning all those and not Belichick does seem it's to very have strong. A more. I say if he wants to get 14 wins, he should go to Atlanta. Otherwise, like uh, go ahead and retire. I love Atlanta for it's going to be a long time the, if he goes into the, the AFC West because you're going to have to compete against Andy Reid and Mahomes and uh, two other teams that are go to the NFC South where they stink. Okay, that's fair. And you go to Atlanta where you got some good yeah. roster. You got a good roster there, quarterback away. But he doesn't want to draft a rookie and have a rebuild. He wants to go get a veteran, maybe a Justin Fields. And all of a sudden, you got an interesting little roster down there in Atlanta. I think Russell Wilson's going to look good in black. Well, the Vikings, by the way, said the Cousins is back 10,000%. I think the GM said. The GM was like, I don't want anybody else under our center than Kirk Cousins. Okay. I I didn't know that. I think you can book Russell Um, Wilson in in a Falcons uniform next year. So, to get to our other – so fair. Do we think the Patriots will one way or another part ways then with Belichick? Yes, do we, do I we think have they a, will. I think they do. I think it's just so okay. hard to imagine the Boston faithful firing Belichick, but I think they ought to, and I think that they will. Yeah. I kind of – this is totally just speculation. I haven't read this anywhere. Besides, I have read the stuff that it does seem everyone thinks that there will be a parting of ways. I do think they're basically – Belichick's doing some kind of back-channel interviews and talking to teams, and then he tells Kraft – I want to go to the commanders. Then Kraft sees as a businessman, he goes, okay, what can I get? Like Tony's saying, can I get a fourth round pick? Yeah. You know, can I get some, yeah, but you know, Belichick's going to send the text message to the wrong person. He's been known to do this. The wrong, the wrong mic or whatever <laughs> yeah. that was. And I said, the last thing to hear on this, we, Brian, you know, wrong and Brian. so the two old, old guys on the podcast can, can talk about this. You know, there was never any thought of Tom Landry ever getting fired ever. How could you fire Tom Landry and ownership until until Jerry Jones? And Jerry Jones was hated in Dallas for firing it, but he needed to be fired. His time had kind of passed. I mean, Tom Landry is one of the most innovative minds in the game game. back in the day. Don't get me wrong. Um, But it was time for a change. 
Endowed. Well, and I think to your so, point, 15 years ago, Belichick was uh, probably uh, innovating the game incredibly. It's, it, it's really hard to separate it, what it, is everything in that team. Josh McDaniels also is maybe one of the best OCs to ever see. He's a good OC. You can't, you can't. Well, no, wherever Belichick goes, I bet Josh McDaniels is his first call yeah. for OC, yeah, hopefully. And, or and Matt Patricia, one of those two. <clears throat> like, uh, I think McDaniels is a good OC in the same way that Wade Phillips is a good DC, but not a good head coach. Yeah. Don't hire him for head yeah. coach. That'd yeah. be stupid. I agree. Um, the Broncos did both. Um, but uh, uh, I just, I, yeah, I think that we're past, we're past Belichick's era like for it. sure. Hey, so this episode took me a little while to edit because uh, news just kept breaking about different coaches getting uh, moving on from their positions, and uh, I just didn't know how to handle that. So I just wanted to throw in real quick for all of you listeners that as of the from the time it took us to record this until the time it took me to edit it, we have had three Hall of Fame coaches uh, leave their positions in Bill Belichick, uh, Pete Carroll. And Nick Saban in uh, the college football game. So um, I think how those chips fall are going to change a lot of things that we talk about here in this next section. The Patriots' new head coach has already been decided. That's Gerard Mayo. Uh, So I think we talk a lot about how Vrabel probably gets that position. However, it is not going to be. And the rest of it, I mean, any good coach might want to go to Alabama. Any good coach might want to go to Seattle. So those were both pretty unexpected, I think, from our perspectives. So we will see what happens. Um, we did talk in our group text. It looks like, you know, maybe you consider Dan Quinn for that uh, Seattle job. But otherwise, um, we don't know what we're talking about. And uh, this conversation is, I think, entertaining in hindsight, but certainly uh, not new news. All right. Thanks. Back to the podcast. So, Pops, then we'll say this. The openings are Patriots that we're speculating. Patriots, Panthers, Titans, Falcons, Commanders, Chargers, Raiders. Give me the best spot there. If you're a head coach and they're all teams are wanting you, you choose your favorite out of those and the least desirable job. Wow. I mean, I, y'all kind of talked me into Atlanta. I can kind of see why you might want to go to Atlanta um, in the conferences. I mean, the immediate was the uh, the L.A. Uh, Chargers because of that, you that got the roster. Quarterback. But you got to look who they're playing. I think every week, Tony yeah. brought up. Yeah, that's going to be rough. Yeah. So. And their roster is it's it's a lot of salary for a lot of when, aging players. Yeah, I, I mean, besides say, Herbert, Herbert looks. Um, you get a twenty-five year old like in their thirties, uh, yeah. and you're depending on Bosa to carry Khalil Max older. You got Bosa who's injury prone. Austin Eckler, as far yeah. as and running back years, he's old. And then you have you to know? play Andy Reid and the Chiefs and Mahomes twice a year. The Raiders are. You do get to play the Raiders and Char- the Broncos, Raiders and Broncos though. are allegedly climbing. They might not be. Uh, let's not assume anything. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly they're climbing. But so Carolina, my favorite, pro- or I mean, uh, Carolina, my worst. <laughs> my okay, worst. Okay. Because Ooh, of that I was about to say we the disagree there. there. And Atlanta probably be would be my my first choice. Actually, I, I think. Uh, um, just on Carolina there. Uh, this is from Ben Fox on Twitter. Carolina actually broke some some a record this year. They're the first team in NFL history to not lead for a single second in the fourth quarter for the entire wow. season. Their two wins, their two wins, both came on field goals as time expired. So they never led for a second well, in the fourth have quarter. Talent to do that. The only team, even the even the winless Lions, at one point wow. were winning and then blew the game. So the Panthers' job looks. I mean, you just. 
you got a rookie quarterback who you don't know if he's any good, and you got an owner who we're trying to figure out is that owner any good? Uh, and he might be Dan Snyder 2.0. Tony, Pop, Pop says Falcons are his number one job. What do you say? Uh, I'd say the Commanders. You got a brand new, oh, you got a brand new one. owner who uh, to, for, you get the number two brand overall new, pick. Brand new owner uh, who, in all accounts, is a good owner. A, couldn't be after Snyder. Um, possibilities of a new of a new. Better what you've had. It's yeah. a it's a um, well attended franchise, a well known franchise. There have been, and that's it. There have been different NFC East champions for 10, 12 straight years now. So you know the division yeah. is winnable. Um, they've got a, a, a you know a decent amount of of talent and uh, and probably a new stadium in two to three years. I I, I like the Commanders uh, for that situation. Uh, I think the commander's interesting because, I mean, they do have a big and loyal fan base because, I mean, they, they still have a good they fan do. base who's dealt with some BS for two decades yeah. now. And uh, the only problem is they might be – who knows? They might hire Joe Gibbs I, again. Just give him another run. They, yeah, what they've very been similar. Twice, so. I just, we just talked about Tom Landry. The commander situation is very similar to when Dallas made a change uh, in the late 80s uh, where they had a run of just terrible teams. Ownership changed. New coach took them to you know I, I it, let's see but did you hear did you hear what the uh, who the commanders hired pops no they hired a uh, former Warriors GM Bob Myers as a prominent executive to help out to build the team and find a new coach he's like the new head of football operations I believe or maybe that's where he's trying to help hire but very Bob Myers. As well-renowned as an NBA GM, I mean, he built a very good organization in, in Golden State. Some would say he got a little lucky with Steph Curry and Clay, but, hey, you got to get a little lucky. But that was just a weird hire. I don't know how many times you see a good GM in the NBA or NFL go to the I'd other league. I'd almost rather have the president of uh, Ticonderoga. Lee <laughs> Corso bring Lee in. Um, I, I don't hate your tone. I don't hate that uh, – that pick because you do get yeah. one or two pick or you get the number two pick, which maybe you could trade up to one if you really love Caleb Williams there. LJ, what do you got? Well, uh, so so generally I kind of like the Titans. Uh, I kind of like the Patriots. If I like believe in myself, if I believe in myself, that ownership is really good to work under, it seems. Um, and so, you know, if I'm if I really think that I can like pick the players and like make the game plan. Uh, they seem to have a lot of faith and they seem to give it up freely to somebody that they believe in. So if I could nail that interview, then that might be a good answer. Although they don't really have the pieces. So I'd, it'd take me a couple of years. Um, yep. I kind of like though, they pick the, three overall, right? And that the, are the Patriots picking three times? Uh, you know? Yeah. Four, three, four. So then outside of that, I'd probably pick uh, the future Patriots coach as uh, uh, former job in the Tennessee Titans um, because I kind of like who the Titans are. I feel like that's a team that I could like build up. Uh, I wouldn't want to fuck with anybody in the AFC West. Uh, the Raiders have their coach, I think. Um, and you would think, but they also rich Wasachi or whatever. A couple yeah, years I don't think they make like that really mistake again. Coach and they were but, like, Nope, we're going Josh. I don't Daniels. think they make that mistake again. I think they, they hire their boy, which is, I think a good move yeah. uh, to my chagrin. Um, and I don't want to, I also just don't want to be in the AFC West because I just don't want to play against Mahomes every year. Um, so, you know, the, the Falcons are a good choice, but I'd probably go Titans would probably be my, my move. 
I think I think I lean Falcons. Some some feels a little weird to me with the Titans, and I don't. It, maybe it was a Vrabel thing, or maybe it was an owner thing. But then firing Vrabel makes me a little hesitant. Me too. If I were a coach, because I I just think Vrabel's a really good coach, and I don't. Well, we live. I don't know, yeah. but we don't know what's going on behind. I mean, Vrabel might be really tough to work with. He's had two really bad seasons too, right? Like with not a lot of quarterback play. Yeah, not yeah. yeah. But I think that's part of it. Is like really hurt there. who who who's in charge of that, I guess, is maybe the question. So I'd, mm-hmm. I'd be in the interview, like, asking a lot of questions. I wouldn't take any of the, uh, you know, uh, don't pay me a million dollars. I'll ask the tough interview questions. <laughs> I, I will make a prediction right now that Mike Vrabel is the right. next New England Patriots coach. Oh, yeah. I think that's so. Yeah, it, think that so. seems like a lock, but does that feel like he's burning – his former ball, uh, Bill, Bill. He won't do it until Bill's no, gone. Not really. I don't think so. I, th- yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's already yeah. that conversation is already happening. I can almost guarantee you. Yeah, they're not. He's not uh, going to sign a contract. You think he with called that. up Bill Belichick? I, I know. I, I feel pretty certain they'd be talking because they're friends. I mean, it's my understanding that they do talk, and so yeah. yeah. I would imagine you're right. I would imagine Mike. The first call, just in general, is like, "Hey, Bill, how, you know, just well, to you check know, Bill texts all the other coaches." Then, um, but uh, I think uh, I think Vrabel was like literally just in New England last uh, March or something like that, talking to the Patriots fan base, talking about like, you guys don't understand how good you've got it here. Like he wants yeah. this job. He he has talked yeah. very publicly about how much he loves the Patriots organization. I I think Vrabel is going to end up there if Belichick's gone. If he's not, then who knows where he is. Um, but. Yeah, I, I think I just like that Falcons job for the same. It's like the opposite reason why you don't want to go to the AFC West, LJ. I just I don't think Dennis Allen's that great of a coach, so we yeah. get to play the Saints. I don't think the uh, Tampa Bay's okay, but I don't. They're not just I ain't like scared of them. Yeah, is Baker great? And then Falcons are good. And who am I skipping in that division? Uh-huh. Carolina, right? Yeah. Oh, Carolina, who I, who we just said I, is the worst. Yeah. Spot who none to of go us to, wanted so. to take I'll that just, job. I'll be yeah. flat honest with you. I would rather take Carolina before I take Atlanta. Really? Yeah, I, I really? don't like the Atlanta job. I, it, New Orleans is is the team to beat, and Atlanta can't beat New Orleans. But um, I, I'm I'm not a big Arthur Blank fan, and so um, I, I I you you, you don't I have like a quarterback, Blank, right? Right, in Carolina. As much as we've been on Young, I mean, you, you've got a quarterback. He's decent. You don't. So you're not an Arthur Blake Blake fan, but you're you're down with. Tepper. I am definitely not down with Tepper. So that's a, that is an issue. <laughs> that that's thing. If you can live with that, if Tepper can say, "Look, I I screwed up. I won't throw drinks at fans anymore. I won't. You know, I, I, I'll stay out of your way." If you could get that out of Tepper, then I think you could. And um, and he's an investments guy. He should know, like, man, I really screwed up the value of this investment. I got. I need to stop yeah. doing this. Yeah, true. So true, 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 if he true. does that, I think that's fine. But I, <laughs> I don't. I, you know, I, I don't. Atlanta, they haven't had success uh, since Matt Ryan, and um, uh, I, t- I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. I get an uneasy feeling about Atlanta. It, yeah. I got a question about All right. coaching. Good. Huh? Uh, if you're Jim Harbaugh, right, Michigan. Uh, are you taking phone calls? Oh, I think yeah, Jim Harbaugh's yeah. gone. You think he's gone straight up? Where? Uh, yeah. So I think but he'd go to the NFL. I think right? he's, he's not going he's, to another college. So which team? I no, I think he's, he's reading NFL. the Pete Carroll playbook, and he's like, "I've done. I wanted to get to Michigan. I wanted to win a championship. Whether they cheated or not, <laughs> now's the time." He, he got the ring. He, he got, got what he ring. wanted to do. He's he's dominated Ohio State for three years. Now's the perfect time. I, and I still think. 
he wants to coach in the NFL. And I think it was like, I do kind of want to do what I set out to do here at my alma mater. And he did it. And he's So do you think there. you leave Michigan for any of these six jobs? Or do you I think the Chargers? Second? Oh, I think I kind of okay. think he goes to the Chargers. He goes back to the Bay Area. That's what I think. I think so. That's oh, that's, that's, cool. that's I don't have a speculate. Like I, yeah. this is just this is just all interesting. Kevin speculation. There's no reporting. He, just like, he likes Stanford. All, but, he likes San Francisco. Get me out of the cold. I, don't know. I think, but I think he's I think he's leaving. And I, I out of those jobs, I mean the Falcons maybe, but I, I do think he's making calls because they offered. They offered some deal where they were ready to make him like the highest paid co- uh, coach in college football. But in a part of the deal was you could not interview or talk with NFL, NFL program no. organizations. And he said no. <laughs> and I think that's that. And that may or may not have been because he wanted to go this year. But it was just like, I'm not. That, that was him saying, I'm not done with the NFL. Well, a non-compete is a thing you got to buy me out of for sure. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. So I, and I, I just think he can leave right now and go, well, I've got Michigan in a great spot. I want a ring. I got my program in the right direction when it, they looked lost and didn't know what they were doing. And I can go do what I want to do. Which well, until Harbaugh fun. showed so, up, Michigan State was the team that lost to Appalachian State to me. Um, they were and the team that could never they like never beat Ohio yeah, State. Ohio yeah, State they were pathetic till Harbaugh got so. there. So he's got something to show for it. Let's take a, before I hear we have a bougie problem from Pops today. So before we get to this bougie problem, let's take a quick look at the playoff slate and pick you some winners. A real quick, interestingly, Tony, what do you think about the Dolphins and Chiefs? They put that on Peacock, so you can't watch that on NBC. You got to have the Peacock app and subscribe, or you know, get a at least for a month. I got you got to get a subscription. App, that's stupid. You know. They're getting off the Swifty fans who are going to have to watch because Taylor's going to the be NFL's there. The NFL's all about making box, money. Sure. They are certainly making money here. Hey, um, so it. on a Saturday night, 13 degrees, everybody's going to be t- – and it's – yeah. Nah. It's just like, yeah, it's not, just yeah, like being that, on that Thursday just, night on Amazon. Just printing off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at least a lot of people already have Amazon Prime. I mean, the people have – I don't know. Pe- Peacock actually isn't oh, a terrible like streaming service. Poker Face is a shows. great show. But – it is a good show. Uh, so winners. Well, I, I was about, we we're about to get down a rabbit hole of just talking streaming services. We could be here another 30 minutes. Um, winners. I like to go LJ first because sometimes you never know how he's going to pin the tail on the donkey here. So, uh, LJ, what do you got? Give us a winner. I it am can be still anything. on CJ Stroud. Give me the Houston Texans. I'm seeing plus two and a half. Give Whoa, it to me. Well, see, I think you might have someone going Give against you me. in that game. Man, he's you're getting CJ Stroud at home. Yes, sir. Going against Flacco. Interesting, yes, interesting pick. LJ also just loves a good good dog. Yeah, I, do. I mean, you're, I, do. You're, I love I love, love that plus. I love that plus. Yeah. Tony, what you got? I, I saw well, you make a face yeah, when LJ made that pick, uh, so I'm hoping I'm wondering yeah, if you're about to go opposite. Wide had sent in his pick and uh he has Cleveland minus two and a half. So okay, take let's it go. out well. Um Yeah. So you get you get the parlay, but you have to pick whether you like yeah. uh prestige. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah, you get to choose um, one. It, we're limited on games. Right. Otherwise, I'd have a backup on this, but he doesn't have a backup. I honestly, so as much as I like the bigger spread with Packers Cowboys, there there is a chance that the yeah, Cowboys are hot and can and can put away the Packers. I thought for sure you were going Packers. I'm going Rams. Earlier. I like the Rams getting three okay. at Detroit. Yeah, um, I really like that. I'm shocked that's three. That I is, figured they'd give you the two and a half yeah, so you, have, you I, don't I'm, get the three. You know, get it, get it get now it while you can get, get the three. Hook. And, and so, yeah, I'll edit this as fast yeah, as I can. The, I, I, <laughs> I like the I like the Rams uh, 
Uh, I like the Rams plus three. And that game is Sunday night on NBC. So you don't have to have a streaming service for that. You can watch <laughs> on NBC. Um, Pops, what, what what you going with? I like that Rams one too, but I'm going to take – Pittsburgh's getting 10 points wow. at Buffalo. I mean, Josh Allen can serve a couple up. Mike Tomlin's still on the sideline. That also I think could be either a two-point game or a 40-point game for sure. You think so? In that game, it's warmer. It's like 24 degrees, but I think there could be a Mm -hmm. snowstorm come game time. Not in Buffalo. That one. Yeah, right. That one could be a mess weather-wise. So at least the the more of a mess, the the better chance of a tight, closer game. And Pittsburgh's prepared for that. Over is 36 in that game. That's amazing yeah, that's to me. True. And if you look, that's true. Yeah, for a playoff the, game, that's and it's not because those defenses are amazing because TJ Watts over is thirty six. Yeah. The next closest one is forty four, and it's twice <laughs> with the I think Cleveland, uh, uh, Cleveland and uh, uh, Texans and the Dolphins and the Chiefs are forty four, yeah. and the other ones are all over fifty. And then that is 36. That's cool. I think – I see 43 and a half for uh, Philly and Tampa. Oh, is it? Okay. okay. But, yeah, still real close. For my game, for my game this week, I think I'm going to go to the Peacock <laughs> and give me the Chiefs minus four. I wish it was three. Yeah, three would be But better. Chiefs minus four. four. I just think the Dolphins – well, real quick, y'all told me the Dolphins may have signed some people to, to fix yes. – what what did the Dolphins do? Uh, let me look it up. Uh, but they signed uh, some defensive linemen, two defensive linemen. Uh, sorry, it wasn't. I had this pulled up. It wasn't the, Elkins and Lutheringer, was it? Uh, sadly, no. <laughs> okay, sadly, good. no. They were good for Ashdown uh, back in the day, but I don't know. <laughs> I'd love to see him give it a shot. Know. though. Uh, they That'd signed uh, Justin in. Houston and Bruce Irvin to their uh, okay, starting so two to better, their active yeah. roster and Malik Reed to their practice. And they're squad. probably going to play them because yeah. they're they are limited. Well, these are these are players that Melvin Ingram. have uh, shown shown value. Yeah, long in the tooth it, though. Yeah, but one game they they haven't played this year right at all. Yeah. They're fresh. Yeah, they're, they're fresh. fresh. Yeah, what have they the been couch? doing? They've been. I mean, sitting. they've been drinking their milk to make sure they don't get osteoporosis. I, I'm sure. I hope they. Okay. <laughs> I'm still going. I'm still going. Chiefs. I think the yeah. Chiefs. I just, I just think the Dolphins are Done. kind of unfortunately a little yeah. bit of a sinking ship, and they're just not healthy. They, and the Chiefs hope got boys feed in a cup before they signed them. <laughs> and they'll get the and maybe the maybe Kelsey locker. figures a little you know Kelsey's gonna have Taylor there Travis wants to play good in front of I, his girl he plays worse in front of his girl I, though, I'll right? just say this so Sometimes. I have said all year long Kelsey hasn't been like hurt hurt but he's just been tired he didn't play at all last week so he got a rest which I thought was odd because he was only a, he was only like 20 or 30 yards yep. away from a thousand and he's close to having like one of the most it's just interesting a thousand yeah. usually a yeah. mark where you might get him in to have a catch or two and then did the extra week give him enough rest to where he can be effective this first week? I, I don't know that he can be effective the rest of the playoffs, but did it give him enough? Because uh, uh, anyway, I think he's showing his age. Anyway, it's interesting. If Kelsey can, if if Kelsey catches more than six balls, the Chiefs win going away. Well, I, I say think Kelsey I saw, can. Kelsey by can. the way, I think I saw Kelsey's prop this week. Tony is five and a half catches. So. If you think the Chiefs are going to win, go ahead and hit over five and a half, according to Uncle Tony, for Kelsey catches. Um, Pops, we don't, as a pod, you know, we don't have any bougie problems. We're good. We got NFL playoffs happening this weekend. But 
I hear you may have had a bougie problem come up in your life sometime in the last couple of weeks. Well, so for for Christmas, I got a a Yeti cup. Yeah, right. Okay. And you love uh, a good Yeti cup. No, I love a good Yeti cup. But here's the issue with this: it's an eight ounce oh. Yeti cup. Oh, it is. It is a little small. What? the hell are you going to drink long enough to need to keep hot or cool like, in an eight ounce cup? Like a, you know an espresso, saying? maybe? <laughs> maybe an espresso. But that's that's even- it. What the <laughs> hell does Yeti make an eight ounce freaking thermal cup for? Why? Why would you do it? Answer I wish that. the listener could see Uncle Tony's face. It's just he's perplexed. A, drink, a connoisseur of drinks is like, I don't even know why I would need an eight ounce glass. Of I've looked up and you can, you know, some people say a cup of coffee is six ounces. Well, I mean, I'm just, I'm not drinking a six ounce <laughs> cup of coffee. That doesn't even get me to the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? Okay. He's absolutely right. Except I do have a, a purpose for that. And I'll tell you in a second. The, um, eight ounce, but that, here's my bougie problem. Right. It's like a little Dixie okay. cup. So why? It's one of those like rinse your mouth why? after you brush your teeth cups. And they make a four ounce cup, by the way. They truly make a Dixie cup Yeti cup. Yeah. I don't know what you On use purpose? that for. I mean, next we're going to have a, a Yeti shot I don't know what glass, you use that I mean. for. But he, 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 along Liffer's lines, that's right. So I we get these Dixie uh, to-go cups for coffee, right? And so we got a Keurig and you get it six, eight, 10, 12 ounces. I like 12 ounces. I want the most out of this little Keurig thing that I paid for. So that Dix cup says twelve ounces, but you know what? If you put twelve ounces in a twelve ounce Dix cup, you know what happens? The coffee gets all the way up to the top. You put the lid on it, poosh, you got coffee everywhere. Don't be telling me that it's a twelve ounce cup if I can't put twelve ounces of coffee. Well, technically, it is filling. It sounds like maybe it's, the issue is, is it you not can't filling? put the lid on very carefully, or to- Uncle Tony needs a thirteen ounce, yeah, Dixie well, cup. You need about a fourteen ounce because you need a little I'm room up you. top, man. You need Faye Ellen had it right. You can get 12 Faye ounces Ellen had of right Faye Ellen coffee sure. in a 12-ounce Faye Ellen cup. I can tell you that right now. Shout out, Miss Faye Ellen, But for you sure. can't do it with a Dixie cup. <laughs> anyway. Those cups with that lip print, that's it. That's, that's what's right. up. No, those were pretty cool. I've still got some of those. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of drinks, Uncle Tony, or, uh, did we have an old-fashioned? No, so what were we drinking is, on over here? What's Uncle is, Tony this drinking? Is the, I thought yeah, I saw an orange peel. Maybe I think that you can't see it in the back of that fantasy football ring, and I got it. Um, <laughs> it, just, it turns into it turns your ring. ring. Yeah. Uh, th- this is why Yeti. This is exactly why Yeti would make an eight ounce cup. Is for this whiskey. I got a uh, as a uh, pops. Yeah, what a convenience! Here it. we go. I'm so glad Yeti I brought this up. One ice cube and a double shot. Of Daringer Rabbit Hole Bourbon Whiskey. So Rabbit Hole is a, a bourbon whiskey that I haven't had tried that brand before, but it's it's I don't want to say it's popular, but it is a good brand and you can see it out there. This is uh the uh Daringer um uh uh line and it's uh uh finished in sherry casks. And you don't see bourbon whiskey finished in sherry. To be bourbon, it's got to be 51% or greater of corn mash. But they finish this in sherry cask, and it is really smooth. Shout out to Nate. Thank you very much. Um, it was a very a very nice Christmas gift. And uh, uh, Dare Ringer uh, Rabbit Hole uh, whiskey, it is very nice. And I bet you it would work good with one ice cube in an 8-ounce Yeti cup. In an 8-ounce Yeti cup. <laughs> 
That, that might end up being your whiskey on the rocks. <laughs> that send me that. Yes, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Send me that Yeti cup before I get down a little river. Lip, I'll be drinking this Deeringer all day long. Hmm. I'm surprised, you know, we. I think Yeti should sponsor us because, I mean, it's hard to find Lyft without either a Yeti cup or a Yeti cooler somewhere around them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Typically. Yeti howler. And and now I have an eight-ounce Yeti cup. So. Hey, gang. What are you going to put Uncle Tony's drink in? I can tell you what you put it in. That eight-ounce Yeti cup. It's wonderful. It holds it hot. It holds it cold. Whether it's hot buttered rum or it's a cold Daringer, I think you can use this that still needs Yeti. work. We should probably offline this. I don't think that's, <laughs> a, that's, that's not quite that. <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want that to be our pitch no, to you. I think we should offline this for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, we should right, get we'll Andrew to do back. it we'll in uh, one of his southern accents or something. <laughs> All right, I think that does it. Did we get everything, or was there anything well, else? Well, I wanted to say one quick thing. I was ready to make Michael Penix Jr. be the number one pick in the draft, and and he not so really fast, my he, friends. He, he couldn't he, be he more Bronco. He exposed. couldn't be more Bronco. He couldn't be more Bronco than I mean, overthrowing receivers. I mean, bless his heart. I like mm-hmm. the kid, but boy, he had a he rough was in game over his head last night. That's for sure. Yeah, it looked like it. Just yeah, like Jake, the ball from receivers. <laughs> over their head. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. He Michigan just looked the like bed. they were a little too much yeah. there for Washington. Michigan looked good last night. Yeah, Michigan looked good. Mm-hmm. They looked they like did. the best team in the yeah, country. So. No doubt. And that's why Jim Harbaugh is going to give the deuces. Uh, bye the bye. <laughs> it is insane. Real quick. It's insane how much the Harbaugh's all look alike. There's some strong yeah. genes because they look just like their dad. Jim and John could be twins. I don't think they are, right? They're no, they're no, just brothers. They're like they should look as like. But as they we look do. very much alike. You can tell the difference, but they look very alike. But then when Jim was hugging his dad, I'm like, oh my goodness, those are I, yeah. like they look so much <laughs> yeah. alike. It yeah. is crazy. The seed is strong. Some strong genes the seed in the is Harbaugh strong family. In the words yeah. of Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> the seed oh, is strong. All right, I think we need to wrap up for anywhere we go anywhere else. Um. <laughs> I will catch you guys next week to break down. We'll, we'll break down Super Wild Card Weekend, as the Ooh. NFL calls it, and look ahead to the divisional round. So hopefully, Cowboys are still playing. Boys. Hey, Peace. Peace. I'm rooting hard, Bills. I want the Bills to win. Yeah. I'm a Bills boy. Well, you're, you're, uh, you're a part of – yeah, you're an honorary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who I'm rooting yeah, for. I, I, I don't buy him, but I believe, I hope. Well, the reasons we mentioned earlier, Josh Allen is going to give away a game here in the next three Week, so that's it. And it only takes one to go sit on your couch. I, I'm just telling you, man. I right next to Bruce yeah, Irvin. It, it always happens. No, no, they they find a way, but I don't know how the Ravens lose. It's just set up really nice right now. Really nice. And the Niners. I mean, these are those, those number one seeds are. I think. Really I think strong. Brock Purdy uh, showed some weakness. If you can get him tilted, I think you can keep. You, you can knock him out of that rhythm. That's the way you beat the Warriors. Just get him out of his rhythm. I think you can do that. We should. We didn't even get to it, but do you, the, the Eagles beat the Bucks. Right? I don't know that they did. Yeah. Well, I mean, hell, they had yeah. more. What? I don't know. They lost. We also two five? weeks ago we said, well, they finished with Giants, Cardinals, Giants. They're winning those yeah, three. Did they lose all three, or they went one and two? One two. And they went one Here's and two. Here's the problem they've got. They can't. They can't stop a pass. And. That's not the they old one. They can't do a lot. They're they really bad. The worst, the worst defense in the league against the fans. And what is the, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Rashad White are all in the top t- top 20 in at their position for pass catching. And I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to figure out 
unless they beat them 50 to 45, I don't know how they beat the Buccaneers at, at the end of the Yeah, if anyone could lose to the Bucs in the NFC, it's the Eagles somehow. I don't understand. Well, and it's interesting. I was reading uh, I was reading a little about and why maybe their pass defense wasn't as bad is because their pass rush was doing a lot better at the beginning of the year. And the reason a lot of people are saying Jalen Carter has fallen off a little bit is him and uh, what's his name, Jordan Davis, both at Georgia, they're just loaded up front. So they, they play like 50% of the snaps in the game. So every snap, they are just hair on fire and playing awesome. And all of a sudden, they're, the Eagles are like, hey, Jalen, we need you every single snap for 18 weeks now, which is not what it's like in college. And so it just takes a little time for the body to get used to that. Because he was the first eight or so weeks, they were like, this is Aaron Donald yeah. 2.0. Tampa Bay is worst in the league at running the football. They have the worst yards per carry, I believe. And, and so it's, it's not a it, – it's not a. Uh, they don't need to run the football to win the ball games. Now they're not very good defensively either. Baker is a little – Yeah, he the was. Ground. So I, I, it, it's, it's an interesting ball game. It's, it's, I'm, I'm surprised that the Tampa, Tampa Bay is plus two and a half.